Hi, everyone. This is Catching Up with the Nerds with your hosts, Tom and JC, and our special guest, David. Uh, this is a podcast about two dads that are catching up on all the nerdy stuff we miss, sharing how we pass on our nerdy passions to our kids, and deep diving into nerd pop culture to make it more accessible for you. Listeners, welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hey. Yeah, Hello. How's everyone doing? All right. All right. Good. Sun cool. is out. Sun is out. Yeah. Same <laughs> so. here. Like days getting longer, so nice. Um, I know. So it's gonna be should we do soon. Yep. quick intros? Uh, David, you want to kick us off? Uh, sure. Uh, my name is David Stego. I am a podcast producer and host. Um, I host my own uh, podcast called the Grit and Grind Basketball Podcast, um, which is available every week. Um, I'm also a big fan of nerd culture, um, including a little bit of comic books, a little bit of anime, um, but mostly gaming. Big gamer over here. Um, I think that's all. You're in the right place. You've knocked at the right door. <laughs> all right, that's my turn, I guess. Um, hey, everyone. My name's Tom. I'm half, well, the other half of the Catching Up With A Nut podcast doesn't mean that myself and JC are married. That means that we work together. See that? That's the office for those who are watching. Um, <laughs> what do I like? I, <laughs> oh, no, wait, I forgot my wife. Um, you know, like when you go shopping and you forget your wife and your kids in the other aisle. It's not, it's the same thing. Anyway, um, married to a lovely woman named <laughs> Ellie. Um, we've been together for 20 years very soon. 20 years, can you imagine? Uh-huh. Uh, together, we've got two kids, one who is four, a boy, obviously, um, named Louis. Uh, who is now positively absolutely mad and he's going back to school tomorrow so you know that's great thank <laughs> you everyone uh and the other one whose name emily and she's now 11 and a half and uh she likes video games just like me uh, uh what else am i into i don't know um comics a little bit of anime but mainly video games um all consoles new consoles everything you can throw at me that can be played on a screen i play it um and i think that's it uh, and I am Juan Carlos Garay. Everybody calls me JC. I'm the other half of the podcast. Uh, I am a podcaster, which is the first time I've said that, and it feels Ooh. weird. Uh, but just uh, actually like saying you're a YouTuber. Ooh. I know, I know. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm here to hand Tom a shovel when he digs himself into those holes um, yes. <laughs> with his wife in particular. Um, Ellie, hope you're not listening. So yes. I also have a wife. Uh, her name is Fiorella, and we've been married for 17 years. Uh, I've got two kiddos that are 11 and 5, uh, Aiden and Arabelle. And I love my graphic novels, a good nerdy novel. Uh, I love everything that's nerdy and shows and and movies and i occasionally dabble in the video game world as well so welcome back everyone to catching up with the nerds should we jump over to um let's go to comics um Mm -hmm. i attended i guess you would say uh virtuous con last weekend um and had the pleasure of meeting a bunch of uh creators black creators that create stuff in the nerd sphere and um I met up with and spoke to an artist called Jordan Jackson. Um, He's created some interesting, um, he's an artist, I think, first and foremost. He also does some writing and he's uh, created some really nice posters. I'll put the link um, in our little Google Drive so that you guys can uh, post it on the description. Um, He's created some posters that 
uh, are a reinterpretation of uh, African uh, mythological gods and beings. Um, and that's uh, an area that I think is particularly interesting personally, because I've always been into like Greek gods and Roman gods mm -hmm. and um, uh, even Japanese mythology. Um, like I studied classics at school um, and then I've gone on to play a game like Neo, which um, has a bunch of uh, Japanese mythology and Japanese lore in it. Um, and then I played, um, what's it called? Um, Damn, what's the oh. name of that game? Ubisoft game. Oh, As Assassin's um, Creed. Assassin's Creed. Um, they had one a couple of years ago that was set in Egypt. Yeah. And yeah. it went through a lot of Egyptian mythology. And then I was thinking, like, what about, like, Western East African mythology? Because I know it exists, mm -hmm. but I've never heard much about it. Like, when people talk about um, any type of African mythology or African history, it always focuses on Egypt, but yeah. everywhere else has its own culture, its own stories and its own mythology. Um, and he happened to represent some of that um, through his posters. Um, he takes from Orishas, um, he takes from a Brazilian um, uh, mythology or belief system called Candomblé. Um, and then a little bit of Yoruba, which is um, Nigerian culture a part of nigerian culture um and also santeria um and creates these really interesting um posters and and pictures um that that play off of uh, some mm. of the stories of the the gods in those different um in those different mythologies uh he also has his own if i can find it i've got way too many tabs open he also has his own uh comic book which I think has had one volume released. Find it, find it, find it, find it. Whilst, whilst you're finding your stuff, it's just, just a reminder that I miss Comic-Con and all this stuff. I really want this to be back at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, we need those back for the, sure. But most, the best part is when you could talk to artists and you know creative people. That was quite, quite interesting. I always thought it was very cool to be able to get to them face to face and it's interesting mm. you say that because when i was at this i was thinking that if they actually held an event it would have been in america and i never would have been able to meet any of these people but yeah. um using a platform i think it's called remo they were able to um hold a virtual conference and yeah there was people from all over people from the caribbean uh uh i, I was there obviously as a as someone in london um but yeah there was people from all over the place and it was awesome just to come together as a community like that um the comic is called ancient illumination volume one uh remembrance and revolt um and the plot is basically there is um i think they've left earth um and there's an an african uh group of people um who have a feud with uh, an organization that operates in space uh, so it's very much within the nerd sphere um, and then he has a second comic called land of the wolves which is a more grounded story um, kind of like an e-zine that you can also pick up on his website uh, that i'll leave a link to um, after that i met a gentleman called tj sterling he um he let's see here my notes um 
he has worked with Marvel uh, at the Marvel bullpen. Um, he's worked with Aspen Comics. He's worked with Dark Horse. He's worked with DC Comics, um, where he did art for uh, what? Which one was it? Batman Giant issue five. Um, but in talking to him, he gets a lot more. He's found it a lot more rewarding to create his own work, create his own comics. Um, so he, you can buy his comics on a website called Ray Comics, R-A-E Comics.com. Um, and he has a, a character called Okimus, um, which there's, I think there's five, five comic books out or five mm-hmm. issues out from that comic. And um, yeah, it's really interesting, really interesting artwork. Um, and it's a sci-fi martial arts. Uh, so it's very much an action led tale um where i think he finds out that he has these powers um and he's able to use them to uh help people in his community and things like that um and that's gonna be i'm definitely gonna pick up a copy of that um and i recommend anyone that is interested in black leading comics should too um just going back to the first one you mentioned mm-hmm. ancient illumination um mm-hmm. that was a kickstarter project right so i think that's the first the one of the first mm. link i mean the 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 artwork is amazing um mm. i'm trying to put some images or something but mm. it looks really good <laughs> i'm yeah. trying to get it <laughs> get it yeah. myself i don't know it's looks tricky to get it um one amazing. of the things to to note about this is like it's really great david you attended this con because it's at these cons that you're able to actually truly support artists that are trying to build these narratives on their own terms. Um, Everything we've talked about so far is when we talk about representation and like huge IP, like GTA, Star Wars, Star Trek, to your point, that's just getting foot into the door moment Mm -hmm. of just like, can we be seen? Right? Can, mm. can, can everybody else in the world be seen through the, through the lens of something that everybody loves? But here you get to build a story on your own terms of just like, no, no, this is a story I want to tell to your point of like, whether it be incorporating elements of like African mysticism or like mm. just looking at things through, the, through a different lens, it just, it just feels like a more original story. And unfortunately, because it's not IP that's already really well known, it's hard to find. It's, it's like to, to be able to get to a point where you connect with somebody like TJ Sterling mm. on any given day, you'd never hear about him. You'd go to a comic store, you would never find his comic. Mm. Um, but by going through these cons, you're able to connect directly and purchase directly from the artist. And that's huge, man, because then we're, we're saying we want not only a diversity in representation, we want diversity in creation of the story. Mm. Not just like try to, to, to get a couple of us in there. It's mm. more like we want original stories about us by us, right? Mm-hmm. And and that makes such a difference. And that's what's yeah. important to like support at these cons. It's it's really huge. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that because the one of the last um talks that I attended at the at the Virtuous Con was about um was uh, who was there? There was a few um creators there who were uh, I think they were writers. There was a couple of people that had had stuff made for TV and film. Um, one of them, I think, was an author writing writing books in the horror sphere, and um, they were discussing like the practicality of getting things made and yeah. being in the writing room, um, and the difference between making your own project, um, like a like a T.J. Sterling has done, and working for another company as he's done 
uh, working with Marvel and working with DC. And one of the things that he had told me before I um, attended that talk was that he just got so much, it was so much more rewarding to create his own stuff than it was to take some, like to draw Spider-Man or draw Batman or they've been drawn a hundred times. Yes. They've been drawn a hundred times. Whereas if you can create something yourself and get that out the door and get that into people's hands and have people give you positive feedback on that it's way way more more rewarding and that was echoed in their statements during that talk um and they spoke a little bit about being in the writing room as the only black person yeah and what tends to actually happen is you might come up with an idea but if the idea is too um if the idea is too great if the idea is too ambitious, mm-hmm. it will always get shut down because mm-hmm. you're not going to get support from other people in the room. Everyone's sort of clamoring for attention. There will be a hierarchy already in there. Um, and it, it's difficult to actually get anything done when you're the only black person yeah. in the room, when you're the only person that says, oh, actually, this black character wouldn't say that or wouldn't act like that. If you're the only black person in the room, they turn and look at you and go, well, like, what do you mean? Mm. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. And it's like, well, of course you don't get it. (laughs) Or or, or they'll, they'll argue that it doesn't tie into the story, but then, then the question isn't, why is the character not behaving that way? The question is like, why is the story written this way then? Right. It's flipping it the, it's flipping it upwards of just like, well, if the character wouldn't do this, then there's something wrong with the story. And then, and that's, that's normal writing behavior. You question character development versus plot development back and Mm. forth. Mm. And it should never be one leading the other, both complement each other. Right. So it's like, if you want to write full characters, then it's gotta be a full story as well. Yes. So yeah, no, I I hundred yeah. percent agree, yeah. and I'll, I'll use that as a as a as a pivot to talk about something that I have secretly wanted to get in this conversation, which is <laughs> yeah. Tanahesi Coates writing Superman. Superman. Yep. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about this? Because I I've got so many thoughts on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. I um, he's a great writer. Um, I recommended his uh, Black Panther book, which is up on my shelf. That's why I looked yep. up. Um. Yep. It's an excellent comic. He's an excellent writer. Personally, I find it very difficult for someone to create content for Superman that is compelling just because of how powerful he is. I think the the easiest way to make a high quality Superman story is to base it in space or Krypton or some other planet besides Earth and I get that he's supposed to always save Earth in these stories, mm-hmm. but he's just too powerful for the parameters that we have on this planet. Yeah. Threat, Earth threats are very difficult to do well in a Superman story, in my opinion. So good luck to him. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> want to be the person trying to make Superman interesting um, just because of how powerful he is. Um but I mean, it's great for representation. It's great for um, it's great to have a black person writing a white person's story. I know he's an alien. Um, <laughs> yeah. If he, yeah. The, they're talking about having a black Superman, also, aren't they? Yeah, that's that, that's, that, that's, that's the big thought for me. Yeah, is, yeah, is this going to be black? 
it, it would be cool. It would be cool. I mean, that, just just go, before we go back to that, I think I think this is why. I mean, it's a controversial um, take on on Superman um, world, but that's why I loved um, Brightburn. If you guys have ever seen that film. Um, which is a, 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 the which is the reverse Superman, which is yep. him as a child. Which the take is: what if Superman turns bad? Mm. You know, what would happen? And I think that was a sweet take. Like I, I'm mm. always up for that role reversal thing. Mm. You know, it's like what if Batman would be poor? <laughs> you know, it's the same mm. thing. So the thing is like, mm. you know, what, how would he act? How would he do it? Um, mm. Or so. It, I like that that the weird take on things. Um, so that's why I'm always super open-minded when it comes to you know there was the, the same thing with um, having a black Bond, a black James Bond. Mm. Um, I don't know if you read Daily Mail, they, they were already ready to burn down the entire country because of that. But I'm like, shit. So what? <laughs> it's gonna be fun as long as the actor is amazing. I do it. Um, but give it up to the French man. They did it, Lupin. Lupin is the Black yeah, James Bond. Yeah. Well, like they uh, did actually, it. They, they had bigger balls than the Bricoli family because they should have given it to Idris, and I still hope they do. Yeah. But Lupin is what that character should have been. It's just so well written that character. Funny Outside, you mentioned there's a that, couple of things, but I've, I ended up watching it last week, so I've, I've, I've gone through it all. It's only five episodes long. It's super quick, super oh, fast same. to go through it. Yeah, um, super fun too. Yeah. It's super fun. Um, um, so yeah, this it is literally that. I'm like. Yeah, I don't care. I like the take. I like the flavor that he had. You know, I like the, the the take, and I like like so what? The actor is really good. Just do it, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm sort of hoping you'll be a black superman. But again, the the thing is like, yeah, it's, he's an alien, so he can. He can right. Does it doesn't really matter, matter what? It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I, I can sort to sort to a certain degree understand gem, the James Bond thing. Do you know what I mean? Like I can sort of. I understand why people are like, well, he, he's he's from another sort of type period, and it's like he's this. I understand maybe not the word, but I can I can I can hear that debate. I can, I'll be like, okay, fine, I see your point. Like Black Superman, the, the fact that if if it's got any backlash, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> just get over oh, yourself. Yeah. It, that it one. Will, and it will. It will. You know, um, so it's it's quite interesting. I, I, for once, I'd be, I'd be more than um, welcoming that that take. I think I think, dude, I, w- w- why not go with um, you know what if Superman landed in or was living in somewhere in Africa? You know, yeah, I see that take. That's been on it. Yeah, why not? The, the 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 reason why I find it kind of interesting that it's happening now and that they they pick coats to do it. Um, I don't know. It, so to, to carry on what you said right now, Tom. Miles Morales was difficult for a lot of people to understand why that was important, right? But eventually, but it took off because they gave him a, a, a proper new storyline. He wasn't mm-hmm. becoming the next Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He was another Spider-Man with his own set of problems and own, mm-hmm. own origin story yeah. that was yeah. not Spider-Man's origin story. There was, mm-hmm. was a crossover, of course. Um, but he had agency from the get-go, right? Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons why he had that agency is because there was the mask. He, it, anybody can wear the mask is one of the things that is always said in Spider-Man comics, right? It's like, that's why Gwen can wear the mask. That's why we have like Penny Parker, all these other characters, right? Um, and with Spider-Man, that's different because he's not wearing a mask, right? 
and and that's where you could get some backlash on it and that's why i'm 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 curious to see how it gets written because that to your, it, it, it's dealing with so many issues right off the top. It's like one, it's like everybody idealizes like, oh yeah, it's this alien race that's idyllic. So it has to be white, right? Mm-hmm. First off, that, that's one thing it's got to contend with. Uh, second, it's, it's got to contend with the, the fact that it is the most powerful being in the DC universe, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you write that character? What do you make because that character? Because has kicked by Batman, so it's fine. It's not that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is it, what is that person's hero's journey at the end yeah. of the day, right? And yeah. um, and one thing that I found interesting that I, I thought there was a connection to is like, I don't know if you guys ever heard of like, there's a Superman comic called Red Sun. Have you guys heard yeah. of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's what if Superman was was born in the Soviet Union, exactly. and 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 it's a little bit less about Superman and more about how society has embraced that particular character with a different mm-hmm. origin story. And and off the back of your recommendation, David, I went in and read the the at least the, the first volume of the of Tennessee Coates uh, run on Black Panther. And one of the first things that jumped out about about that run is that he's not really focusing on T'Challa as a character as much, but he's t- t- focusing on like the implications of royalty within Wakanda and yes. democracy and monarchy and yes. what that means for T'Challa, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's such an interesting take. And I'm mm-hmm. like. I think that's the only way you can make that Superman story interesting mm-hmm. is if you, it's like, what is the impact on our world if Superman was black? Unless mm-hmm. what is the impact on Superman? Mm-hmm. It's like, what does our world look like? Do we still get George Floyd, right? In a world mm-hmm. where Superman's black, do we still mm-hmm. get a defund the police moment? Do we still mm-hmm. get Black Lives Matter? Like, how does all this show up if we have mm-hmm. a black Superman that clearly or, or more so my assumption would be like, would have interests involved in protecting humanity as a whole and not just mm-hmm. looking after white people, right? Mm-hmm. So that that to me is like where I think the character could be very interesting. And I hope I hope it's not him writing a white Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do hope that, that, that it is a black Superman, but it is the implications of it that I'm most interested in. Yeah, and I, I think they could actually take from um, the film we mentioned last um, last episode where it's a black alien, right? And there are yeah. actually weirdly a lot of <laughs> comparisons to being yes. an alien in America as a black person, as a foreigner, as someone from somewhere else. You don't even have to be black necessarily, but just being a foreigner, <coughs> excuse me, just being a foreigner who lands on American soil um, and being a black person is, it can be looked at with a lot of similarities. Um, and yeah, that would yeah. make it a lot more interesting. Or if they land somewhere else. I, I like yeah. that idea as well, Tom. Uh, that is not necessarily mm-hmm. set in America. Um, yeah. yeah. Or this yeah, alternate they're... America that DC has. Fully agree. Like, make it, make because, it African-centric, yep. Because that, then, then you get a different set of, of morality, a different set of priorities, a different set of... Um, um, what is important, you know. It, it, mm. I think to me... The, the, the most important part, and that's why I like my Miles Morales, because we, we've, you know, going back to that, is this, we've seen that story so often, like, to me, it doesn't matter, like, who is, if, you, if you're just looking at the actors, like, the Uncle Ben thing, is like, okay, we've done that, it's, it's, again, going back to Batman, it's the same thing with the parents, like, yeah, I know they've been shot by someone, and this is how it gets to be Batman, okay, fine, I don't need to see that again, that's why now, to this point, I welcome any sort of take on it, even if it's a drastic departure from the original material, Actually, I welcome that even more so than if it was another take on, 
you know it's like when you when you watch the 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 about the, the first ben affleck batman and it's like the whole thing with um the mother getting shot again that's like i instantly rolled my eyes so far back that i was like i can't i can't take another batman take when it's like the first scene you see is the mom getting shot and the 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 pearly necklace going rolling and i'm like oh i don't want to see that again um and it was the same thing with spider-man it's like if you look at spider-man one two and three the older ones it's like uncle ben is there getting shot like i don't yeah okay cool it's part of the story but we've seen that yeah um and this is why um like the new spider-man also because it's like this entirely skip that well Mm -hmm. it's not mentioned Mm. If uh, hardly, mm. um, actually, actually, I don't think that the Tom Holland Spider Man's ever mentioned Uncle Ben. I, no. I don't think he's done. No. He's done that, um, and then that's that's why I appreciate it also. And and, and it's the same thing with this. Like, so if if you can if you can take Spider Man, rewrite it, like he he could be from anywhere, look, from mm. still from space. But if you can if you can be uh, you know African centric, that would be cool. I, I, I'll be well up for that. You know, as long as Idris Salba is in it. I'm okay with it. My money's on Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Anything with Michael B. Jordan too, I'll take that. Um, yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting to see who they cast. Yeah, so so that, that to me is like, ultimately, like, how do you make it interesting? It, it, mm. and, and given the time we're going through, right? If there's no social commentary on it, they missed a trick. If they got coats to mm. do it and there's no social commentary, like they missed a trick. And, and the, the last thing I'll say about it is like, I'd also love to see something like a different origin story to your point, Tom, that builds a different morality into, into, into mm-hmm. Superman. Right. Whereas like he was born very much in like Christian upbringing on a field with like yeah. defend let, let, Superman was there to like defend capitalism in the American way. Right. What if he's not, what mm-hmm. if, what if he was born during like colonialized a colonial period in Africa, where it's like mm. you're fighting off colonials, right? It's mm. like that's how, how you're helping people to show up, and like your your religion is is based on African religions, right? It's not mm. like Judeo Christian in any way. It's like who do you get as a character? Mm. Because you you then get to sidestep all like, well, what does that mean for for like the Daily Planet? What does it mean for Lois? What does it mean for Lex Luthor? <laughs> da, 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 da. Like, are you just gonna like making everybody everyone black? And I was like, well, then then yes, that that helps for his representation, but it doesn't give him agency in his story. Like, you mm. want him to have his own story he builds up. And the the other one that I thought of is like, if if you guys get a chance to check it out, there's um, it's the comic, but they also they made it into an, one of the DC animated movies called All Star Superman. And it's and it's it's self-contained. It doesn't tie into canon, but it's basically a story of Superman's last run. And it's he knows he's dying. He finally mm-hmm. he finally finds out something happens to him. Actually, it happens in the first like five pages. Not a big spoiler. He he has to save somebody that's going to crash into the sun, and by by virtue of that, he absorbs too much energy from the sun, and it makes the cells mutate, and they begin to die. And he Ooh. knows this. And it's like the last what are the last actions that Superman takes mm. on earth when he knows he's about to die mm. is, is just such a great story because it yeah. humanizes the character and it doesn't ground it in. And he came from the farm and da 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 and all this and that mm. stuff. It's just like, what do you do when you're in that situation? His morality has changed because he's no longer the defender. He's trying mm. to think about legacy. So his, mm. his moral compass is different. And that's what I want from that Superman It's like a different moral compass. So We'll see how it, how it rolls, but I, at least it, it's 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 ballsy to announce it, and and I'm glad they did. And is they that, went with is that 
is that anywhere to be is that is actually um printed or is it an actual um yeah you can it's the, the grant morrison run uh so it's a yeah. all-star superman by grant morrison but you can also i caught it on hbo max where they have all the the dc well not all but some a lot of the dc animated movies so wherever you find mm-hmm. dc animated movies hopefully it should be there if not uh okay. but like no one said that um could i bring the focus to some women yeah Yeah, back to women i guess because we we had some of those earlier with the star trek stuff um so i'm at the conference and i'm like okay i've got these interesting artists and comic book creators Mm -hmm. but these are all men let's see what um what's out there for women and girls and um i came across uh, an author um, called Miracle Austin and she has created a series called Doll uh, I think it's a three-part series um, in the YA genre um, and it also uh, ties in some some sci-fi elements um, but it's very much like a teen drama um, where uh, the teenagers are growing up um, and dealing with all the things they have to grow up with but then it also involves um, some uh, sci-fi elements uh so it's uh, it has a little bit of horror uh involved and there are people with powers and things like that mm. um and that's a three-part uh book series so far anyway um i think she's working on continuing it um and i'll put a link again to her work uh in the in the doc um so she was really interesting to talk to. She also has an anthology of uh, unrelated stories, but they all have uh, sort of personal messages throughout them. Um, and she described it as something that she uh, created to sort of send messages to herself or to capture things that she's thought about over the years um, called Boundless, the Boundless Anthology, which is also on her on her website. Um, going from books to animation. Nice. Um, we've talked about uh, quite a fair bit um, off the podcast about um, the Marvel Rising series Um, and that has a a series of shorts and also a movie which is accessible on uh, Disney Plus right now um, which tells the story of a few young uh, Marvel characters Um, I think Spider-Gwen's in there but um, there is Ironheart an Ironheart story um, and also a Shuri short story um which is excellent because again it's a representation of not just black men as we saw in san andreas and mm-hmm. um the black actors black male actors that were in star trek and all these other things star wars uh but black females and for it to be in a cartoon where young young kids can watch and see themselves represented um in in a nerd culture sphere um, but from a very, very young age. Um, and I, I think that's important um, to have that representation as well. Um, and going back, just going back quickly to Shuri and Ironheart, like th- th- these are two characters I really want to um, read and know more about. Because I know, mm. I know Ironheart, she'll be at some point, she'll be in, in the, um, I don't know if this, she's going to have her own series or she'll be introducing the she Marvel is, yes. in the MCU. Yeah, she's going to get her own series. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, but Shuri, I, I think she's so underused in the MCU. She she deserves more space. Like uh, every time she's on screen, I'm, I'm you're either laughing or actually no, hundred percent of the time you're just laughing to like, everything <laughs> she says and the yeah. way she's putting down everybody. Yes, <laughs> I think I find it so absolutely funny. And she's, um, I think she deserves definitely deserves a, a series or a, a movie that's more centered around her. You know, as a main character. Mm. Um, and again, I think we, we we talked about that in, in another episode when we said like she should take over the the Black Panther role. I think I think yeah. this she's got there's so much room for her to grow into that role, mm. um, and it would be so interesting to have that as a main character. Have her as a main character that'd be great. Uh, she and she has in the comics. She actually has taken yeah. on the Black Panther uh, yeah. role, um, and I'm actually j- just right now I'm reading uh, Nettie Okorafor's run on Shiri. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, I'm curious where it's going to go, but from the beginning of what I've started to read right now, I'm, I hate to say it, but actually I'm enjoying it a little bit more than the Tennessee Coates run on Black Panther, um, in that it's, it's trying to find what, what the purpose of Shuri is in that world. Right, mm. and it's exploring that, and and it's taken a note from the Black Panther run that Coates worked on, mm. uh, and that you still they reference the difference between like a monarchy and a democracy, mm. and it's starting to arise like Shuri's actually standing for democracy because uh, mm. she has a moment. It's in the first couple of pages in the comics. So I'm not giving yeah. too much away, but like um, uh, T'Challa goes into space. It's actually a really cool moment where like they said, but like uh, Wakanda has their own, uh, their own uh, space shuttle, which of course they would. Right. Mm. Uh, but they actually comment on the fact, like we were late to the space race, but now we're the leaders of the space race. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they're taking just like casual voyages, like on, on like a Tuesdays, like no big deal. just going into space and stuff. Um, and T'Challa goes into a wormhole. Uh, with with a with a mutant with him, uh, which, which is the uh, I forget his name, but it's the mutant that basically like it sounds like Shuri's kind of in love with the mutant. Anyways, so they go into a, a wormhole, okay. and they don't come back for about two weeks, and then and then mm. this group of women um, come to Shuri and say like, you must take up the Black Panther um, a persona mm. while 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 the child's out, and she refuses it. She's like, no no no, I think we need to stop mm. step away from the patriarchy. Mm. And, and, and like stepping into this this one person over and over again and actually during this time how does the the country show up to protect ourselves right mm. well black panther's not here it's about us as a democracy versus like still the royals doing this for us so it's leaning into still that royals versus democrat the like democracy moment but it's it's putting shuri on the side of democracy which i'm like that I like where you're going with it. Like yeah. I really, really enjoyed that um, because she has such great points of view and how she's going through that journey. So so far, I'm I'm excited. So if you get a chance to pick it up, it's it's super nice run that she's yeah. on. That sounds awesome. Yeah, putting her there as as a revolutionary essentially. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it's interesting that the most technologically advanced civilization on Earth still has a monarchy Correct. <laughs> running. Correct. It. Correct. It, it, it's almost doesn't make sense. Yep. Um, yeah um yeah and letitia wright obviously in the in the mcu uh has done excellent things with that role and yeah i do hope that she she takes on that mantle um of the black panther and when Um, i say she should she should grow into that i'm not saying she should be black panther as in like with the same i think they should have their own spin and um maybe going the same route that jc was mm. just mentioning now you know Mm. no i'm not saying it should be with the same costume and the same powers and all that stuff. No, no, she should have her own spin on it. Yeah. Um, taking his role, his position, yeah. 
and maybe as, shaking as a leader. As a leader. Yeah. Yeah. Um, DC Comics have a new comic which um, you could pre-order at the Virtuous Con called Nubia. Um, oh, real yeah. one. Uh, which should be out very soon, actually. Um, but they, yeah, they, um, I think it's quite a grounded comic. I think it's based in and around like her neighborhood and her life uh, as a young black woman. Um, but it has an interesting art style. Um, and I, I recommend people pick that up as soon as that's available. Um, it's available now. Just checking it. There you it's, go. It's ready to go. So, yeah. Get it. Um, yeah and that's that's a grounded story around a, a young black woman and you can tell from the art you can tell from the hairstyle you can tell from her yeah. nails and the way that they've um portrayed her that she is a modern black woman um and and that just so rarely gets uh portrayed in in comic books period um oh, she's got a wonder woman t-shirt on the front cover well wasn't nubia wonder woman's sister in in in, in, yeah, in, in canon yeah. back in the day i feel mm. like there's um maybe there's a, yeah. there's a spin on that right yeah yeah no it is okay. it is yeah yeah uh they, i mean they the, the, she, she's got she's got the the um, yeah the, the, cuffs, uh, the cuffs the cuff um yeah yeah yep 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 she's mm. wondering which which is which is another interesting was like you were put all these amazons on an island mm -hmm. to like protect her it's like would you make them all white really it's like mm -hmm. that that wouldn't happen right yeah. um so Dude, that's is... actually one of the first thing i i remember <laughs> from, from watching the well especially now on the the the, the most recent um, wonder woman film so it's like mm -hmm. hey um look they're from amazonian ladies uh, apart from the main actress who's from israel and uh super white but hey <laughs> you know if you can put point point, point on the map where <laughs> the amazon is <laughs> Ah, oh, God. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that bending over backwards to make yes, it non diverse, yes. right? Yeah. Um, and then. It, oh, actually, uh, let, let me just read one, one line very interesting that I think mm. this would probably sum it, sum it up. And I, if they're going down this path, I think it's fascinating. It says in the description for the book uh, Nubia has always been different. As a baby, she showcased Amazonian strength by pushing over a tree to rescue her brother's cat. But despite Nubia's similar abilities to Wonder Woman, the world has no problem telling her she's no Wonder Woman. Mm. And that that is interesting because whereas Wonder Woman showed up and she's like, hey, I'm a Greek goddess. Everybody believes it because look at me. I'm, I'm white and I'm like really good looking and stuff. Mm. It's like, what if you had the same premise, a strong, beautiful Amazonian woman that happens to be black and mm. why is she told she can't do it? Right. If that's where they go, that that's very interesting. Oh, dude, even the, the mm. next line is even worse. Like, and even if she was, they wouldn't want her. That's yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. You know? it's, and that, um, yeah. that reminds me of um, Sam Wilson's Captain America. Like from yeah. the, from the yep. beginning of yep. that storyline, that's made very, very clear that people do not want to accept a black Captain America in America. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like he can do all the saving and all the helping he wants, but people do not want to accept the idea that the country is represented by a, a black man. And I, I think that's a really interesting take. And I'm glad that they're, they're doing this here with, with a black woman as well. And, that, and that's partly a reason why I want, I'm really looking forward to the um, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier um, series coming out soon. So I want to see how they progress from that ending from Endgame. Um, if they are fully giving him the Captain America treatment or if it's going to be, 
you know, it's going to be back and forth between being still Falcon in 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 the open and being Captain America in the you know. Well, and also, hiding. will will he want it? Right? Like oh, we, when we he, want when it, he yeah. sees reaction. Will exactly. he want to continue doing that. it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. It'll be interesting. I think that's that's one of the main thing I'll be looking out for um, in that series. Mm-hmm. But man, man, I'm, I think I might pick it up, Nubia. I might actually go and uh, spend my cash. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that looks, that looks really good, actually. Yeah, I like the oh, art yeah, style also. Right sure. I always go on about the art style, but that, that looks really yeah. cool. Yeah, um, there's a preview if you go on the DC Comics website. Yeah, um, dccomics.com. You can check out the first five pages, yep. and it looks good. It looks good. Yeah, um, just wanted to squeeze yeah, in two before we go head on. out. Um, so uh, I wanted to give almost a shout out to um, Storm. And her yeah. character um, in not only the X Men X-Men. comics, X-Men. but all the <laughs> X Men cartoon. Um, but yeah, throughout the, the comics, the movies, um, I think she has been one stalwart in uh, nerd culture in terms of having black yeah. women represented. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could always point to her as being, at least in my lifetime, point to her as being someone who was uh, a pro- who had a prominent role in, um, in a whatever medium it was in in Marvel. Um, even when stuff like Black Panther and other characters were put on the black back burner, <laughs> uh, the black back burner, um, <laughs> uh, and like before Blade was brought back and things like that, like. Yep. She's always been there in some way, way, shape, or form. Um, And then I just wanted to finish with a game, actually, um, that Tom didn't bring up. I'm not sure if you've played it, actually. We haven't spoken about it. Um, I haven't played it, but um, Uncharted Lost Legacy. No, so I had it on my list. Okay. I had it on my list. Um, I don't know why I took took it off my list, but yes, go on. It's one of my favorite games also. Just, yeah, as I said, I haven't played it, but um, it's a Uncharted game, which is largely story-led. Um, it yeah. always delves with and delves, uh, sorry, always deals with and delves into um, the characters quite deeply, um, what their motives are, what their origins are, um, how they feel, what they think. Um, and it pairs um, two women, two yeah. female leads, which is, again, very rare for a computer game. Um, and then for one of them to be black and have their story told um, through the medium and the journey that they go on, uh, I think is is really interesting and a really excellent uh, thing to kind of end the series on for now, at least. Yeah, Lost Lost Legacy is is it's really a great game because it's it's one of, it's a side story to the 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 Uncharted. Um, storyline and it's really it's really great i mean it's I, almost to the point where it's one, probably the one i enjoyed the most um mm. because it wasn't featuring nate mm. nate being the main character who's this uber friendly super nice guy that spends what four games murdering half of the <laughs> world's population but still by cracking up jokes you're like that's funny but then Bang he man. just murdered 50 people right? so <laughs> it's quite it's quite this weird relationship with him but uh uncharted is it's loosely well no not even loosely it's it's very much um borrowing from um the indiana jones Mm. um world story so it's the same thing it's just a a dude going around the world trying to get well it differs a bit but he's looking for treasures and Mm. get that cash money in there um and lost legacy yes is two 
side character side, yeah side characters that are being brought forward and and yeah the two of them are women and and um and they are again very different from one another and the, the relationship the 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 dynamics between them makes the 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 entire game um, very compelling and it's uh, and it's again uber cheap to to buy so it's it's yeah. it's one of those great games that flew under the radar I think mm-hmm. I feel yeah. um, and deserves more recognition because that's that's really great and that it, it shows that women call, can be leaders or can be um, the forefront of a story and and be badasses but also uh, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's it's, it's just uh, to me. I, I keep thinking about it. I'm trying to remember the whole story now, and it's it's uh, it's um, it, it this definitely deserves to be more known. I think that one. Um, I can't, I can't remember what it was. I think they're in India and they're going around the world, like Madagascar and like the the typical uh, piratey place. Mm. Um, <laughs> graphically looks awesome. <laughs> if you nice. play it again. Um, yeah. Do we have anything else, JC? Do you have another one to add? Or uh, no, just a comment on. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Storm. Uh, and mm-hmm. we, uh, my son and I, are just starting a rewatch of the X Men movies because at first, because because I was convinced we were getting X Men during Wandavision. I'm like, Aiden, we got to rewatch the X Men movies. So you know what we're talking about? You know who Pietro is? And I was like, I won't yeah. discuss my letdown over that. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah. in just rewatching the first X Men. It's like, oh my god, the Storm character is like just almost like comically underwritten. Mm-hmm. Like she has like five lines in the whole movie. It, it's it's yeah. tragic, like how much they under have underwritten the character, given that Storm led the X-Men at one point, yeah. like in the comics. Like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like, oh yeah, she's always been kind of a side character. No, no, no she's been a main character. Yeah. Like her and T'Challa have a relationship. Yeah. So I yeah. I had yeah. totally forgotten about that until I was reading the Shuri comment the, the mm. Shuri comic and and Storm shows up to like counsel mm. Shuri and mm. and because she's like oh I heard T'Challa's away I'm concerned blah 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 and and just there's so much they could do so I'm hoping that now that, mm. that Disney has the rights that they'll they'll do justice by the character because yeah. I think there's definitely like uh, a, a justice for Storm moment mm-hmm. coming that we need just, we need to get a better version of Storm I mean yeah the the, the funny thing is uh, Storm is one of the f- most fun. It's my favorite character of the X Men. Like I can't, I cannot Gosh, stand Logan. I cannot stand Wolverine, <laughs> and it's played by the actor that I cannot stand. So it's, it's the whole package. I'm like, ah, can't stand you. And the, the whole story of the first X Men is all based around him. Yeah, and I, I watched it last week, and I was like, oh, come on, we're moving on. Um, but Storm is like, she's got so much more potential. It's so much more interesting what she what she can do. I think. Um, and it's got Haley Bear in there. It's like, why, why would you want that? Yeah, in front to cast of someone yeah. so big. And then... yep. exactly, it's like being a, a, a second or third rate character in the background. It's like, yep. it's like, and, and especially the first one of the first thing you see is um, Wolverine driving a truck, and then they crash, and then they get saved by who? By Storm and um, mm-hmm. what's his face? Um, laser dude. Cy- uh, Cyclops. Um, Cyclops. Cyclops. And yep. um, and it's like the, the first badass scene in the in the entire film. It's her lining up everyone. And it's like, oh my God, that's awesome. I want to see more. And then it's like, next time you see her, she's just standing next to Cyclops. Oh yeah, that's Storm, by the way. Whoa, she doesn't even say anything. <laughs> and that was it. That's it. That's Storm. She gets it. She, you see her at the end again. It's like, and, and that's what you get when you have someone writing for movies that didn't write for comics, right? Because yeah. 
anybody that knew anything about comics would understand that the X-Men have and always have are and always have been a comment on civil rights. Right. Exactly. It's like yeah. it, that's and, and to then underwrite one of the black characters within that group <laughs> is so ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully it's, that it's okay. something that happened then that wouldn't happen today. Right. Yeah. They would they would do their due diligence and make sure they give it give them their proper. Um, yes. Their proper uh, well, introduction and, 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 and development. Right. Yeah, mm. uh, exactly. Oh, cool. Uh, I think we, we, we've we've done well. I think we've reached the end of the end. Um, right. What shall we yeah. say now? What shall we say cool. So end? we'll take us out. So uh, <laughs> everyone out there, this is uh, the third episode of our, our Black History Month series. Uh, we will be back for a fourth episode to talk about Afrofuturism. So stay tuned. And in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe, follow us, uh, go to Instagram, do all the things where Tom is waiting for you to show up. Then he's going to say, like me, yeah. please, so that we can like get more likes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> thank you for, for tuning in. And thank you very much for Dave for showing up again and helping us out with this series. It's awesome to have like a third person here to talk about this and yep. to just basically, so we can like just go come at it from so many different perspectives. So thank you for joining, dude. You're welcome. And I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Please like, share, and subscribe. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs>